I don't have a dog. Is that Bruno? Oh, hang on. We have a dog issue going. We got to run in. This is great. Are you recording this? Yes. Yeah. Is that a dog issue? Why? Is something wrong with Bruno? I think Bruno's in trouble. I have a dog two down, two houses down from me that's in trouble. Should I go rescue him? Should I, should I go put on my super cape? His name's Bruno. His name's Bruno. Did Zabisco turn on him? Is that what happened? Is he all right? Hang on, this is great. This is good stuff here. What's going on now? Is that not it? I've never heard a dog over there barking. I don't think anybody even lives there. I mean, don't you see the property? It looks like nobody even lives there. These people are, they have an unkept house. What's the matter with these fools? Yeah, that's not, that dog does not belong in there. Wow, this is, this is, this is a, a new, a new show we're going to do. <laughs> we're we're going to find this dog is right home because somehow this little hot dog found his way into somebody's home that there's not even somebody who lives there. <laughs> he, he found, he found his way into somebody's homeless. <laughs> He's a squat squatter dog. Yeah, squatter dog. <laughs> a little hot dog squatter dog. <laughs> well, I think we have an ongoing theme here. Because I don't see this dog stopping <laughs> all, all the <entire> time. <laughs> Somehow this dog. I think we also got, have a name for the show. This dog is trapped inside of a steel cage with Bruno San Martino. <laughs> oh, now he shut up. As soon as I, I think have Bruno a name for the show now. I'll tell you, dog. I'll tell you. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, that was my fault. The name, the, the name of the show is Hot Dog Squatter Dog. <laughs> All right. Well, we were only thirty seconds in. <laughs> wow, we're, this is gonna be a doozy. We're gonna leave that in. Welcome everyone to Reliving the Extreme. Nate Max and your host here with you. I am along with my brother Aaron. Hello, everybody, and Hot Dog Squatter Dog. Chad Austin, joined by Hot Dog Squatter Dog on location in Baltimore, Maryland. Work and this week we are covering the episode of ECW from October the twenty fifth, nineteen ninety four. And well, I don't know anything going on in the world of wrestling this week, guys. Uh, <laughs> um, you mean with the Vince shit? Sounds like embezzlement from everything I, I heard this morning. I talked to my lawyers. I didn't like the way he treated me. I, I felt kind of violated. I had to put another notch in my belt loop after meeting with Vince. And I still wasn't hired. But he made you sign a non-disclosure agreement anyway, right? Of course he did. 
I signed everything away. I, somehow my name, I was somehow related to Tatanka. I don't know how that worked. Well, it is going to be an interesting thing since, I mean, I'm 43 years old. So my entire life, Vince McMahon has run that company. It's been his vision, his word, his say. It's going to be interesting to see what happens, how things develop, if things change with Hunter in charge of creative and, and new executive leadership and all that. I mean, obviously, they're going to sell the company within two years. It's going to be part of a conglomerate of some sort. Um, anybody with half a brain for business knows that's going to happen. Is, but, that, uh, is that your final decision? Yes. Fox, Disney, or NBC. Are you going to say two years? I'm going to say within two years, yes. Because okay. Nick Khan, Nick Khan has been preparing for this since he got there, and he, I, I still have the conspiracy theory that he's been working to get the old man out since he got there too. Well, you don't, you don't think Nick Khan already had this in his back pocket? When no, he- absolutely. He, it's like I said to somebody. I don't know who I was talking to the other day. You look at Vince's circle. And all the people around him and all this shit has gone on for years and nothing ever came out. Nobody ever brought anything to the attention of the board of directors. And then who's your odd man out here that probably started combing through the books the minute he got there and the minute he got access to them because he knew Vince McMahon was dirty. You know what I mean? That's it's just you just know it. So, yeah, I absolutely think that that's probably. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know. I mean, I mean. I, I can't I, I, I hear the I hear the possible, you know, purchases of the company. And I'm like, there's no way none of these companies are gonna allow any of this nonsense to go on that goes on in pro wrestling, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they don't even un- they don't even understand what goes on in pro wrestling, much less know how to um what 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 do you say, police it? Right. Yes. And that, that's where, if they do, that's what gives Stephanie an advantage and Hunter is if there is a conglomerate that does buy it, they're going to want to keep wrestling people around and people that know the business. So it's not like, it's not like WWE is going to get purchased by Fox and then they're going to shit can Stephanie McMahon. That's not how that's going to work. You She's know, like, be, what, what, like WCW, when they just say like, Ted Turner, you're back in charge of WCW. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and, it, and Ted Turner goes, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I had Bill Watts running this goddamn thing. <laughs> and then Bill Watts goes, wait a minute, I was already running some other place. <laughs> now you want me to run your little Mickey Mouse operation? <laughs> and then, yeah, and then, and then lo and behold, Bill Watts is pissing off the side of Tur- Turner or CNN Center. He's outside his office pissing off the building and, you know, and yeah, like you said, you you try to put you try to put lipstick on the pig and get get wrestling into the corporate environment. Yeah, but I think I think WWE is also already corporate enough where it's not going to be as much of a culture shock. You know, WWE is as corporate as pro wrestling gets. Yeah, it's so, already fucked. Yeah, I mean that's that's not. I don't think it'll be a. It wouldn't be like it wouldn't be like absorbing mid south. In 1986, you know, what the fuck is up? Yeah, what's up with this Dick Murdoch fellow? Right, right, right. You know, (laughs) it's like, you know, I I would say it would be a preemptive, it would be like 1984 because everybody knew that Mid South was what it was in 86. Mm -hmm. Like, there was no doubt that was the hottest thing in, in the whole entire country, correct? Yeah, for for that for that brief period of time. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna say what I don't know August 
85 through no, December 86. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Not a goddamn fucking show was better than Mid-South Wrestling, you know, in that time slot. Yeah. I'll put anything up against that. I'll give a shit if they have uh, Ringling Brothers Barman Barely Circus. You <laughs> have some guy, you know, walking across the fucking an eyelash. <laughs> I don't give a shit. This is, this is Mid-South Wrestling, stupid. Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. It's going to be interesting to watch things unfold, but... Um... We're watching things unfold as we watch this episode of ECW here from October 25th of 94. Do we have to continue to talk about this ECW show? I mean, seriously. <laughs> We're going to listen to the phone calls. We have phone calls? Yeah, we got the, the call in, the get well wishes for the Sandman. I want to see if we recognize any voices. <laughs> but uh, that being said, Aaron, do you have anything? It looks like Aaron froze up. He already He already left, Chad. He's already gone. He already was like, fuck this show, I'm done. Let the dog co-host it. <laughs> he, he's fucking, he's too busy, he's on the other other line with Archie Mitchell. He's talking, uh, Archie called him and was like, oh, this is an emergency. No, if that happens again, I'll I, go inside. I don't know what's fucking going on. I can't figure out how to jump over this thing on Pitfall. We just figured, Chad just figured Archie called you and it was an emergency, but... Anytime Archie calls, how come Archie uh, never calls me? Ignore. I never got a call from Archie Mitchell. I'm starting to think he doesn't even exist. Hey, even did, they, did that picture I sent you even remotely look like him? No, no, no. Oh, that's my that's my fucking my picture of Archie Mitchell. I sent you that's an like, actual. That's, picture that's Archie like Mitchell. my store manager. Archie Mitchell says, "Chad, get that fucking milk stocked. Hurry it up." I do. Nobody stocks dairy like me. I'm a dairy stocking motherfucker. That's a hell of a gimmick, pal. <laughs> Dude, wait, wait till my, wait till I come out of re- re- my retirement, and I come out and I'm, I have a hand cart, and I'm wheeling like four cases of milk down the, four crates of milk down the aisle. Fuck yeah! What? Well, you wait. Best milkman since Jake Milliman. Is that his name, Jake Milliman? Well, he was, he was, yeah, he was Jake the Milkman Milliman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm I the, I the best milkman since him. He wasn't even really the milkman. I'm the milkman. <laughs> the other day, somebody put 2% right in in um vitamin D, and I got all offended. Who did this? One's blue, one's red. Get your shit straight. Exactly. This is exactly what it was. What, what, come on. Get your shit straight. Well, speaking of your gimmicks, let's go through a paragraph of your Wikipedia before we Already? get into this ECW show. Last week, we started your journey in ECW. Uh, the ECW part's kind of wonky because we've already gone through a lot of it by reviewing the shows. Um, so, let me see. It talks about your debut at Holiday Hell 1993 on December 26th. Your opponent continued attacking you after the match. The Sandman came to your rescue. This match aired on Hardcore TV. Like I said, this is already stuff we've seen, so I'm almost wanting to skip it. Um, let me go to... All right, the next paragraph. <laughs> There's another paragraph? <laughs> Slavinsky, Slavinsky continued to be a regular at the ECW Arena during the next year. On February 5th, 1994, he lost to 911 in the opening match of the night the line was crossed. We saw that. In the first half of 94, he also faced the public enemy, Johnny Hotbody, the Sandman, Hack Myers, and Shane Douglas. On April 9th, here we go, it's a non-ECW thing. On April 9th, 1994, he challenged Ricky Blues at the Mid-Eastern Wrestling Federation's Kenwood Chaos in Essex. Yeah, that was a good match. 
that was a um I I I don't think that I mean maybe it was me versus him like just a single but I thought it was an eight man elimination but maybe it was but uh, may, I think that might be the one we talked about last week with the uh, eight man yeah with Johnny Paradise and the American Ninja all, all the fucking hand bones like all, all them fucking all, you know all them guys that I, I you know I have, I'll never see again um yeah I, I don't know. Who was it again? Who was who was I working against? Ricky Blues. No, I I liked Ricky Blues. I thought Ricky Blues is this ECW. No, no, no. That was it's talking about your career in ECW, but then it side it sidelines into this Mid Eastern Wrestling Federation match with Rick Hard Rock Ricky Blues. It looks like because even he has a Wikipedia page. Yeah, he was smaller than me. I, I I liked working him. He didn't like working me, and I heard that like years later that he wasn't a big fan of mine. And I was like, I don't know why. I I never had any problem with him. You know, we we got along, and he liked having like them like juice and liger matches. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I I don't care, but I'm not doing all that. You know. Right. Nah, he's just singing the blues. He's singing the Ricky Blues. Yeah, All right. We, he's sing, we get it. He's singing the Ricky Blues. Yeah, we we get it. Yeah. We can't wrestle. Well, here we go. October twenty fifth, nineteen ninety four, the episode of ECW. We start the show off with a Shane Douglas promo. And he's talking about Ric Flair to start the ECW show. Let's talk about yeah. somebody that's not even there. What well, I mean, let me ask you. Where do you think this was? Or have we already discussed this? You tell me. Have we already discussed this? Where do you think this was intended to go? Absolutely nowhere. Essentially what it is, and I think I think it comes down to, at the time, at the time, it was a revolutionary thing because the company didn't, didn't talk about other companies on their TV shows. So at the time, you... People probably thought, oh, this is pretty cool. He's, you know, he's quoting, he's shooting on Ric Flair and blah, blah, blah. You look back on it again now, like I said, hindsight, it's, you're just talking about the other guy's show on your show. You're essentially giving them a plug, you know? So, I mean, at the time it was different, therefore it was accepted, but hindsight, I think it looks silly. It's, it's a silly look. And it's, it's a one-way thing. Like Ric Flair does not give a shit about Shane Douglas. Yeah. He's never seen any of these promos. Yeah, like Flair, like was like when I've heard interviews with him, and he's been like, "Oh yeah, I think uh, he had a good run at Target, right?" Like that's <laughs> that's how he looks at Shane, you know. So it's like it's like I I, I don't know what they were trying. I I know what Nate's saying, like oh these ECW fans are going to eat it up because they're knocking WCW and that's not a thing that usually happens but and Shane has to be the guy that's the funny thing yes yes because he's the, he, Shane he, has to be the guy and they have to make the foil of Ric Flair Ric Flair they gotta make the foil out of him and this is Shane's job to make him look stupid seriously come on yeah your champion is more worried about guys in other promotions than his competition in his own promotion um, but I, I guess in theory, this is probably more Shane pers- like convincing Paul to let him do it. Cause Shane did ill har- harbor ill will t- toward Ric Flair and WCW. He thought he got the shaft from that company and he was bitter. And I think he was, he was using ECW as a, a sounding board to 
to cry pretty much. That's it, sad. That's mm-hmm. that's fucking. Isn't it like um like sour grapes? Yes, and it, it, the other thing that's sad about it is overall. Other than that, he's a really good promo. He's a good wrestler. Yeah, he's but over- the, weren't they good promos though? I mean, up to up to an extent. I'll yes. say that. Yes. After what five six weeks, it became all right enough, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you, you, you know, you're aggravating and irritating and poking a bear that's never going to come here, right? He's never going to show up, and then you keep challenging some guy that's never going to appear in the ECW arena. Why don't we focus on what we're doing? Now? You know, yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't know if you understand what I mean, but oh, absolutely, I, I totally agree. Yes, but honestly, honestly, if Ric Flair, if Ric Flair would have showed up at the ECW arena, that crowd would have lost their fucking minds and cheered him over Shane Douglas. Dude, did you see what happened with Bobby Eaton and, and, and Arn Anderson showed yeah, up? Insane. Like, if Flair showed up, they would have been like, holy shit, it's Ric Flair, and they would have lost their fucking minds. Yeah, that was like me and that guy that looks like Buck Rowley walking down the aisle. <laughs> like, like, showing up. Like they popped huge. <laughs> well, Joey, <laughs> Joey intros the show here, and he takes us to a match between Hack Myers and Two Cold Scorpio. Uh, before the match starts, we get a born again promo. This one's kind of short and sweet, kind of repeating the same stuff that he was going on about last week about you know yeah. feel my pain and all that stuff. And yeah, this in my notes. This is like the it was good, but this was kind of like. It was like the cliff, yeah, the cliff notes. Last week. <laughs> the cliff notes. It was the lamer of the born again promos so far. Yeah, and this is definitely that was definitely one that was already in the can. Because what? What do you think he was already gone by then? I think no, because I think he actually has. I think he's going to have a match on the November to Remember weekend with with Scorpio. Yeah. Well, I mean, do you think he was gone by then? <laughs> I think he's gone very shortly. It may be after that weekend. Yeah, I, 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 I can totally see that. Yeah, I, I, I just, I mean, I just remember him being there and then not being there, mm-hmm. and it was just like it, it was like one show to the next, <clears throat> and then you and he, do the whole deal where you got to do the, t- you know, you, you know, you tape. I don't know how many. I don't. I, I couldn't tell you how many interviews. You know, three weeks ahead of time or whatever. Yeah, and he. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe one week he just didn't show up. I don't know what the deal was, but uh, I'm sure there, there was there was the blow up. Did we already discuss this on the show when he had a big falling out with Paul? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the during this somebody, match, some, somebody oh, liked the Grand Wizard or something. <laughs> Isn't that what it was? That was Jason. Oh, it was Jason. Right, well, maybe, maybe, maybe Matt Bornhead was fond of the Grand Wizard too. Well, there are none of them are alive, so fuck them. <laughs> we can say whatever we want. Yeah, that'd be shit. <laughs> is there a, is there a state gonna sue us? Um, there a state? Yeah, is there a state? Is it, is, uh, is is the Grand Wizard's estate gonna sue us for slander? Uh, I hope it's a ribeye. Jesus. I, I I put in my notes here during this match. The crowd's actually behind Hack. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, Hack was Hack was really starting to get was really starting to garner a lot of fan support, and it, it, it was it, it was something that was it was organic, and it was never meant to happen. Yeah, he was kind of like a homegrown guy. Well, he was a job guy. He he went up there with me, like 
when I went up there, we all rode in the same car. And he was a job guy, and Paul saw something in that. And, and, and this guy wanted to live this gimmick. And I had no idea what the gimmick is. He lives in the last house on the left and whatever. And I'm like, dude, you want to look like that? That's, oh, fine. Hey, I don't give a shit. Whatever. Wrestling your PJs, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, is that, you know, I mean, literally, they were like pajamas. But, yeah, I mean, people liked Hack, and he was cheap talent, to say the least, right? Yeah, and and I'm not I'm not I'm not saying this to be to be insulting at all. But do you think one of the reasons was was because I mean, Hack looked like he could be one of them out in the crowd. Well, yeah, but you know? that's what I was, that's what I was trying to say. Like Hack, like other than Sandman, Hack was like the first guy watching the show that that ECW crowd like got over themselves you know what i mean like like oh we like this guy we're gonna put him over we're gonna chant for him we're gonna do the shah shit with him and and it's like sandman mikey and hack are the first like three dudes that that ecw crowd gravitated towards and wanted to help yeah and then then right after that that is when paulie just 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 Drove nine one one right into the middle of that. Mm. All right, these are all the guys that you like. You know what I mean? Yeah. And here's the guy that we're pushing right here. This big fucking no talent piece of garbage, like nine one one. I mean, that's not even like a. That's not even speculation. That's fact. It's fact. That happened right in the middle of that. And, and, and it kind of screwed us all because where to put us? All we were were victims to 911. Yes, like just uh, what do I want to say? Props. Props for 911. So there goes your undercard, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. You just choke slammed them all and left them laying in the middle of the ring, plus two of your referees and your commissioner, even. And four females and, and, and two of the guys taking the tickets. <laughs> And, and 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 Kathy Fitzpatrick, who, who has nothing to do with any of this, <laughs> but she still somehow got fucked up. Personifying innocent victim. Well, Scorpio hits a great plancha during this match. They have actually a really good competitive match that Scorpio wins with the one and a half off the top. Um, yeah, it was notes, good. It was. It really was. Actually, I was. I was expect. I wasn't expecting it to be as two sided as it was. I guess. Yeah, hat kept up with too cold, and it's impressive. My opinion, I, I like. I thought it was a decent match, and it was something that would be considered like on paper, like a, a Styles clash or whatever. But they made it work, and I thought it was a very decent match. I agree. Yeah, I thought I thought it was fun. I mean, I thought it was fun. I mean, I I, I wouldn't see any reason why at that time in that period why it wouldn't air on that program. So the next thing we have Joey talking about the public enemy and their November to remember weekend coming up the first night, they're going to face the pit bulls. The second night, Mikey and cactus Jack for the tag team titles. Um, and then we go to a public enemy promo, which was kind of a step back from the one we liked last week or the week before, whenever it was, this was kind of a step back from that. And that's actually in my note, just like two steps forward, three steps back. Oh, they went Johnny. back to the, they went back to the buffoonery. It's like yeah, they're, they, they might as well be they might as well be doing the kid and play, you know. It's like stop being buffoons and just be heels. It's like Jesus Christ. Well, why wouldn't they do the kid and play? That would be the the gimmick. <laughs> like 
Oh, Johnny, one, two, three, kick. One, two, three, kick. And then on the third one, you grab the guy's hand and you spin around and you do it from the other side. That's right, Rocco. That's right, kid play. You know, we rolling, rolling, rolling. We can play now. Yeah. And then and then when the when the toilet gets plugged up in the fucking ECW locker room, they can be like, Oh, the that guy in leather jacket, up. he looked like what he toilet? could shit. There's a toilet in ECW locker room? Well, I was just thinking there's that line in fucking house party where the fucking toilet gets plugged up and Kids, buddy's like, oh, that guy in the leather jacket, he looks like he could shit a brick. And it's in the fucking 911. <laughs> He's the guy that plugged up the fucking ECW. And it's Donnie toilet. Allen. <laughs> Donnie <laughs> Allen. <laughs> he, just, he just shit out Donnie Allen. <laughs> oh, man. Or or Paul, Paul Lorio, whatever his name is. <laughs> One of them fucking bones. But no, I didn't Honestly, like, I think they, like I said, I think they took a step backwards on their promo this week. Like, that one where, like, last week where they were busting bottles with the baseball bat and being intimidating and everything. This one just didn't do it for me. No. I agree. I agree. It was, it was more of the, more of the shit from, like, a month ago. Like I said, the cartoony, silly, not, not heelish like it was last week. Not, not quote unquote, I guess, hardcore. Um, how much you want to bet that it was probably something that was already in the can, just already, just it wasn't it generic? Yes, yes, I mean, generic. So, don't you think that could have been like you know, we've already seen it what the last two weeks there's been two public Emmy promos basically in the same situation. Mm-hmm. What do you think they're all taped at the same time? You know what I mean, right. Yeah, the the one the one that was last week, I think, if I'm not mistaken, is the one that was dated for like the show that we're going that's coming up. But the other one, I think, was generic, like this one was. You know, mm-hmm. we from the hood, and you know all that. Yeah, whatever. Hibbity hoopla. Um. Well, after that promo, we go to Joey, who talks about. Of course, he's talking about the how the talk of ECW is the injury to the Sandman. How they have uh, encouraged the fans to call in and wish the Sandman best of luck. <laughs> That's right. The Sandman. There you go. <laughs> Brian Lash is the only one that has sound effects. <laughs> The, the, height of, the, height, the height of sound technology here on Reliving the Extreme. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just flushed the toilet and they just turned it on the, on the goddamn phone. Wow. What a program. <laughs> well, I think we should listen to these phone calls. That they got at ECW. <clears throat> they got at ECW. What do you guys think? Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm off for listening to anything. All right, let's have let's have <laughs> a listen. Archie Mitchell, see see if we recognize any of these voices. Who some of these <clears throat> callers might be? Some of these house guests. Play ball, but nevertheless, the hottest topic of conversation in ECW today is, of course, the Sandman's injury. And retirement. And recently, we asked you, the fans, to give your comments, your feelings regarding the Sandman situation. 
on the hardcore phone line. Here now are your comments. Hey, let me tell you, Sandman. Yeah, hey. I feel sorry for him, but he shouldn't feel that bad because Dream is going to fight for Sandman. He's going to pulverize that jerk, Tommy Cairo. And by the way, I think Woman's going to manage Dreamer. That's my opinion. You hear? You hear? That's Archie. <laughs> I don't know why Tommy Dreamer feels so bad. The Sandman would have done it to him. Besides, Woman stirred this whole mess up anyway. No, Sandman rules. Keep him up. Take it from a woman's point of view. People nuts. I think woman's behind this whole thing. I got to figure out that wench is going to manage Cairo. <laughs> I saw what happened to Sandman. I thought it was funny. As a matter of fact, I thought it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, can someone do me a big favor? Give woman my phone number. I know she'd love to manage me. Oh, by the way, my name? It's Tommy Cairo. <laughs> hey, man. What happened to the Sandman was a tragedy. And that Cairo, what a jerk. Messing around like that with a stick in the eye. What an idiot. I hope something bad happens to him. Hey, man. What the fuck are these really people calling What happened to the Sandman? <laughs> I hope he makes it back one day. What happened to Sandman was not Tommy Dreamer's fault. Hello! Back into the ring one day. Sal Bloma? How am I going to tell you? The Sandman is going to come back one day and kick everybody's butt. Yeah, what's the matter you? He's going to take over for the Sandman. And as for woman, I don't care who she's going to manage. I hope Dreamer canes her. ECW! 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 All right, so there you go. There's the 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 crew the of malcontents. Yeah. yeah, the crew of malcontents they had calling the house hey, guests. I'm gonna tell you, send a man. Who, who got, are these fucking rooms? He got him in the eye. That's a spicy meatball. Jesus, I mean, I mean, I, I honestly, I, I we had to figure out who these rooms were. I think it was the mystery house guest. No, I don't think it was because I I know the mystery house guest is. Cadence, that wasn't him. That had to be, uh, I, I guess I would say, Jabroni's in the office. Had to have been, right? Had to have been. Somebody's, somebody's, somebody's girlfriend. You know, it's probably one of the girls. I mean, what do you? I mean, honestly, let, let let's let's put the microscope underneath this. What do you think that nine hundred number fucking drew? No, it couldn't let, have been, it couldn't have been much. At least at this point, it couldn't have been much. It it, it was less than ten thousand, right? Hmm. Probably, I mean, can we be honest oh, yeah. on that? Yeah, because are they even? They're not even nationally syndicated at this point, are they? They're still pretty much East Coast. Yeah, well, it's sports. Even... It's 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 on that sports channel that goes to like like seven different big markets. But you know, there's no way of telling you what the you know the ratings are because it's syndicated, right? So it's kind of hard to tell, like what the actual ratings are. So when people, it has to be like just jabronis that are like in the office, whatever, just calling up. And Paul's going, call, call this number and meet, leave a message. Because I don't think I've, I, I don't think I, I've, I've never called it honestly. And I honestly think it was, my, it was my phone number originally that was the hotline. <laughs> I had business cards for it back in the day, but, but I guess, I guess once you want, I guess once. Paul went to where it was a pay service. 
Yeah, I don't know, but I'd like to know a little bit more about behind this. Like, yeah, I was what... gonna say I was I was hoping when it fir- when it first started, I was hoping other than Tommy Cairo, obviously, that I would recognize a voice. Like for comedic purposes, I was hoping there would be one that was really obvious, but nobody was really obvious to me. I mean, you could tell they weren't actual callers, but. Like, who's going to call, and then at the end of their call, go, ECW, ECW, while they're sitting there in their, their underwear eating their cereal. You know, it's just, I don't know. What's the matter with that? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to judge. And, and, and the funny thing is, is, I don't wear underwear, but I eat cereal. Aaron, any further comments on the phone calls here? Nah, I'm pretty sure it was um, probably Archie Mitchell, like a young Archie Mitchell. <laughs> and I, I think... Honestly, I think one of them might have been woman. I think Maddie. woman was maybe Matt. I think Maddie was the ECW guy. I really do. Um, and I think I, and so I think it was Archie Mitchell, woman, and Maddie in the house. And Sal Balomo. <laughs> and Sal Balomo. <laughs> no, no Sal Balomo. Sal Balomo is gone. Gone. Forget about him. If anything, it was somebody pretending to be Sal Balomo at a pizzeria. I'm telling you. No. I'm, thinking Sal... of the, I'm thinking of the guy pretending to be Sal Balomo, pretending okay. all these. <laughs> now, now, now we can talk. The guy pretending to be Sal Balomo, because there's no way at this point Sal Balomo. Sal Balomo had no idea how the independence worked. He had no idea of Paul's vision. None. Seriously. None. Not a, not a glimpse, not a glimmer, not a hope, not a little spot, nothing. He had no idea what was going on. And you know what happened to Sal Blomo? Goodbye. Can you put over Johnny Hoppotty? Arrivederci. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Marinara to your mama. To your mama, <laughs> uh, mozzarella paisan. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> fuck off, Palomo. Fuck that's off, out of here, Palomo. No, that's what I want Sal to say. Hey, can you put over Donnie Allen and Sal? I was just like, fuck off. Yeah, and like <laughs> in his big boots and his paper boat. He's just like, fuck off. How great would that gimmick would have been? Seriously, if, if Sal would have went to Paul, like Disgruntled Paul was Sal Godfather. Baloma. What's that? Disgruntled Sal Balomo. If, if Sal would have went to Paul, like Paul was the Godfather. And and Paul told Sal he wants him to do this. And Paul sa- and Sal says, I don't think I can do that. And he won against the family. Like the Godfather. I want him to- and, and all of a sudden now, dude, how big of a baby face was Sal Balomo? <laughs> I want Paul to be like the Godfather and be like, I want you to whack this guy and Sal Blomo in his big wedding boots and his paper boat just going, fuck off. Yeah, it is. Disgruntled Sal Blomo. <laughs> He's throwing stuffed animals out to the crowd. I'm going to do it my way, Polly. After yeah, that. Sal, Sal Blomo is a stinker. <laughs> after the phone messages, we have Polly dangerously cutting a promo with, with footage interspersed of Cactus Jack and Sabu because they're going to be having their match coming up at November to Remember. Oh, so it's finally something good? Yes. <laughs> and Polly is in rare Polly form here. Um, it, it's just, I don't know. It, he Well, he's ta- not just Cactus Jack, but he's also talking about uh, the night before Sabu's going to have a match with Chris Benoit. Um, about, of course, Sabu breaking the ribs. 
he's kind of hyping that he doesn't know if he's ready for Benoit because of the ribs. Um, just putting the putting the great psychology and through this whole thing, um, telling the story of two matches coming up November to Remember weekend. Aaron, your notes on on this whole kitten caboodle here. Your kitten caboodle here. Well, see, at first I was at first uh, I was a little confused, but then I remembered that they had done that deal where um, they had hyped last week that Sabu had to fight Benoit first and then fight Cactus. So I, I thought it was a little out of place, but um, everything about it was really good. Like Paul narrating the match, I would have, like, I would have loved to see the entire match of of Sabu versus Chris Benoit, but Paul kind of narrating it. Yeah, bought a videotape, buddy. Yeah, it made it even better. Because like video. Paul was telling you the telling you the story of the match in Grand Pauly fashion, doing it as only he can do. Um, well, I mean, I mean, what I, I was there, right? Yep. Yeah, and I can only imagine that after it was over, it was one of them deals where when they walked back in the locker room, it was a big, gigantic, you know, hug. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, thank you, thank you. We're still here. <laughs> you know, me and Hack Myers couldn't couldn't do it. We we needed Sabu and Cactus Jack to make it happen. So, yeah, I mean, to me it was like I thought it was like I, I thought this time of ECW was a very good time for ECW. You've got you've got um, a nice mix of up and coming stars, along with a couple of veterans sprinkled in there to to you know to to put them over and or not put them over, but have good matches with them. And somehow and, Tony Stetson's still sticking around. <laughs> Oh, how he's fucking got a job. Every 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 promotion needs Sorry, prelims. And I did misspeak. It was about how Cactus Jack took injured Sabu and took his match away from Chris Benoit. I I, I switched it, which I apologize for. Mm-hmm. But because um, then when they they show the the Sabu Cactus Jack match and Sabu busting his ribs and all that shit and Sabu. Is gonna get replaced by nine one one because Sabu shouldn't go fight Chris Benoit, but Sabu ends up fighting, ends up fighting Benoit, and it, it looked like they had a fucking barn burner of a match. And I wish I would have been, I wish it would have, I wish we would have seen more of it. But like I said, the narration of Paul during this whole fucking thing was really good. I wonder, I wonder what kind of went wrong, like to make them do that. Because it always seems like something went wrong every single month, you know. <laughs> well, that's and that's obviously when is is it the November to Remember weekend? Is the one is that coming up? Is that when uh, Benoit breaks Sabu's neck? I don't know, possibly. Because obviously, yeah, it, well, obviously, it wasn't this match because they're still hyping the match for November to Remember. So, it, it, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, but it, it just seems like every big, like every ECW big show, something happens. I, I, the light, Nate, I don't lights, think I, the lights go out. Nate, what? Nate, sorry, I don't, I don't think I don't think Benoit breaks his neck in this one because Paulie's putting over that Sabu's still going into the um, Falls Count Anywhere match with Cactus. Cactus. Okay. Yeah. yeah so I think it's a, I think it's a little after this. I think he breaks his neck in '95. Yeah, it's it's after Florida, right? I think so. Yeah, it's after Florida. And the Florida tapings were, to me, were a whole different, like, oh, I, I actually love them tapings. 
I wish they would have did more of them. That was actually uh, one of their Florida trips. I think ninety six was the first time I I ever saw ECW on TV. Um, because we didn't get it up here, um, and then our cable company started carrying the Sunshine Network, and. I got to see finally not just read about ECW, but actually see it. And I think it was 96 because I remember it was when Shane Douglas had the ponytail look and everything. He had come back from the WWF. And I think it was one of those Florida swings that that taping was at that I first when I first saw ECW. Yeah, the, the, the Florida thing is when I was completely removed. Um, where I was living, it was a triangle for me to get to uh, – from Maryland to Knoxville to Tampa, it just wasn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. So when I called Paul and I said, Look, I, I'm not, I'm not, he was like, you know, I understand. He wasn't going to pay trance. So, right. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it wasn't like I was calling and he was like, the, the show's canceled. Chad Austin's not going to be here. <laughs> Holy shit. What are we going to do? What the hell am I going to do? Hey, 911, who are you going to choke slam? Chad Austin. He's not going to be here. <laughs> Oh, we'll find another one. Oh, all right. Oh, yeah. It was that easy. Well, after the great Pauly stuff here, we get fucking Jason with this weird, weird segment. Um, he's got, he's hugging it. He's like coddling his belt and making out with it. And, um, it's <laughs> stupid. This is ridiculous. Stupid. It's fucking stupid is what it is. Um, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, the only, the, he says that the, you know he's, he's looking they, they, at a globe. They, they, Welcome to. They, oh, he no, says, no, they, hold on. They, I, 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 what they, they played a quote unquote Jason highlight package of his matches, and the first thing they show is him botching like a roll up and trying to get yes. his feet on the ropes. You guys remember that? So, and it's a it, it, it's a fucked up looking thing. Like, like he bought, like the first thing they show of Jason and his highlight package is fucking up something. It's like, Jesus Christ. Well, he does. He says, uh, and I quote, how do you like my palace of sin? Like he's a fucking Batman villain and he's got his underground lair. Um, and then he, he, he's, he's looking at a globe. Uh, yes, folks. I'm, I'm describing this as surreal as it actually is. He's looking at a globe. The world revolves around him and his title his belt is insured by the shooter, Dean Malenko. And then he talks about Taz and November to remember and Dean Malenko, and they're going to have an altercation and et cetera. But this was fucking weird, and it was pretty dumb. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't It was the greatest thing in the world. And it went for um, fucking ever. Yes, which most Jason stuff does. They love to give him TV time, don't they? Yeah, I mean, it, 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 was, it was extremely bad. And, I, I, I mean, he takes up an exorbitant amount of TV time. Yes. <laughs> <coughs> way way more than he's worth. It's it's not even like you go, all right, you got 30 seconds or 18 seconds or, you know what I mean? Whatever. Give me a bumper or uh, something. He, he, like, he'll just go and then he just won't stop. And next thing you know, it's a promo. Uh, well, and his, and his promo is like, it's got cuts, you know, it's got cut scenes and shit. Like it's a mini movie. And yeah. yeah, I don't know what Paulie's hard on was for Jason, but it looked like David Lynch. Yeah, there, there, there's some evidence going on there. Somebody's got <laughs> something like, on somebody. It looked like it looked like David Lynch promote 
like produced a fucking wrestling promo. It was fucking weird and weird. I don't cuts. even think David Lynch is just fucked that fucked up. <laughs> playing the song, they start playing the song from the Crying Game. It's like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, I like I, I, I like I'm, David Lynch's movies, and I don't think he's even that fucked up to even fucking book this shit. I expected a midget to come out and start talking in reverse and tell me that my fucking favorite gum flavor is coming back in this style. It's like, what the and fuck All, is all going of a sudden, on? some fucking Dodge, Dodge Challengers driving backwards at 75 miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> and then you know? a lady talking to a log. It's like, what the yeah, fuck is yeah. going on? Some broad gets out of the car with a gun and, you know. It shoots in reverse. It's like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, man. You know what I mean? It's the whole, it's the whole nine yards. Well, moving on from this thing with Jason, uh, Joey comes back, talks about Tommy Cairo from last week, and then says Cairo's back in action. They show fan cam footage of a is very it, is it his garden. Is he still in his garden? He's out of the garden. He's broken free. No tomatoes, no peppers, no fresh oh, fruits. Come on, tomatoes, the peppers. Fresh come fruits. on, who grows better? The fresh fruits. But he is hitting Mikey Whipwreck with potatoes uh, when they show the footage. Um, and then uh, that was a that was a weird looking building they were working they were working at. I don't know where that was at, but did you guys know? I have that? no idea. I mean, was that the Hambone Fieldhouse? I don't think so. It, it looks like it, it, it. It looks like it was because of the roof, but I have to go back and look. But I mean, because you know that was like an air, an airplane hangar, so it yeah, had it that aluminum, a, you know, mm-hmm. it I, I had an aluminum was, roof. I don't think it was the Hamburg that it was that this was filmed at because, like, when I looked at it, like out in the crowd, it looked like people were sitting at tables. At this show, like it, it, it was fucking weird. Wherever they were at, like a like wherever a dinner, this was it was, like it was an oddball, <laughs> like a dinner party. Could you yeah. could you imagine a black yeah, it was tie event? Weird. Could you imagine a black tie event where you advertise where it's going to be like three hundred and seventy five dollars, like a table? They come in in a black tie event. And you sit there, and all of a sudden you're going to watch. I don't know. 24 guys just go out there and just destroy their bodies. Like, <laughs> well, you, crash well, through your table. Oh, well, get the, live the experience. Well, you decide if you want the chicken <laughs> or the beef. Yeah. The, the guy, the guy's coming around. Do you want sake? Oh, no. You, I mean, are you, are you ready to order? No, this guy just fucked this guy up, man. He, he just flipped through a table and you know well we hope you we're enjoying you're enjoying yourself governor yeah that's some crazy shit well after the footage of mikey and cairo with dreamer coming out to save mikey from tommy cairo we get a match between the tasmaniac and chris benoit and one little one little thing i noticed that i haven't and maybe i'm wrong maybe it has been before one little thing that i noticed at the beginning of this match was tasmaniac actually has t-a-z on the back of his tights so we're beginning, I think, the beginning, the transition from the gimmick Tasmaniac to just Taz. Oh, he had it on there before. Okay. And, I, this is the first time I noticed. But and anyway. during uh, Jason's weird-ass promo, he calls him Taz the entire time. I, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. I, no, I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I just know I, I, I always liked the evolution of Taz. And I thought it was done in a proper fashion, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. 
it wasn't it wasn't, just, for, it wasn't forced down your throat totally no and it wasn't just like like a light switch it wasn't overnight it's a gradual progression um to like kind of like as a human eye. well i mean they pat they patterned taz's what do you want to say they patterned taz's uh metamorphosis kind of it's different but it's kind of like jimmy snooker you know jimmy snooker coming out from under the thumb of lou albano that kind of a thing i mean that's I, I noticed similarities there and I could be off, but I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't see that, but I'm not going to say you're wrong. If that's what you think that it was, then that's your opinion. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I can, I don't see it, but yeah, it was like all of a sudden Taz became Tat. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think it was more because Paul didn't want Jason around anymore. <laughs> That's what I think it was, and it was more like, "Hey Taz, how can you come be? How can you become more Taz without Jason being around?" You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, what can you do that's not gonna, you know, apply Jason to be involved? And at that at that point in his career, I'm not sure that Mister Pete was, um, like, you know, ready for it, mm-hmm. and he didn't know, and you know. How does anybody react to that? I don't, you know, how does anybody react to the answer? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what, what do you want me to, what do you want me to do? Archie Mitchell, it? Just go out there and just stand, wing, just wing and a prayer, wing and a prayer. Just go out there and stand there. Well, after, like I said, we get a match here between Chris Benoit and Taz. They do announce during this match that Shane Douglas will be facing Ron Simmons for the ECW championship at November to remember. Overall, Taz and Benoit have a good match here. I like this. I, I enjoyed this match. I mean, seriously, Benoit Benoit could have a match with his ex wife and his kid, and it'd be a great match. <laughs> it would kill. It would absolutely kill. Dude, yeah, he would. He, he he would slay. A match would slay. Yeah, it would end in a sudden death. Yeah, it's it's, it's a, oh my god. Yeah, we're we're all going to hell. So. Okay. Yeah, Benoit. I mean, what, what can you say? You can't. You can't do. I mean, who could you have a bad match? Throw some. Who's that guy back in the early days of our show? That that uh, the guy with the ring, the garbage guy. What was his name? Not Max Thrasher, but oh, uh, fuck. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Wolfman. The Wolfman. Wolf, yeah, throw him out there with the Wolfman. <laughs> no, but seriously. <laughs> And that's that's not an untrue statement. I have li- like I can literally say that Benoit is one of the guys that I can count on five on five fingers. I can count five guys that I've never seen them have a bad match with anybody. No, I I, I agree, man. Like when I worked Benoit, like, uh, like literally, he asked me like, "What do I want to do?" And I literally said, whatever you want me to do to you. Because I'm not going to say, like, oh, I want to, you know what I mean? I'm not going to, oh, I don't want to do a, a Hurricane Rana off the top of the rope or, or all, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, what's the match? And you tell me where my offense fits in. And, and, and he booked it. And I was like, okay, it's fine with me. And clearly, I got no offense. But <laughs> that, that's beside the point. At least he was nice enough to ask. Yeah, I mean, do you want me to tell? Do you want me to tell you you get no offense because you get none? Uh, Aaron, what did you think of Benoit Taz? Any highlights you wanted to bring up? Oh, I thought it was a really good match, and like I said, they brought around the arena, and this was um, obviously <clears throat> a, a Hamburg match because there was 
wooden chairs out there, and I thought that um, you and them wooden that, chairs again. Saying, you, you know, wooden you chairs. Can, I do, man. When you know you're, it, it's like a throwback when they were in Hamburg. It's like I like watching a guy get hit with a fucking wooden chair. Um, you just picture a picture like uh, at a ringside is. Um, and I'm Joe McHugh. <laughs> yeah, there's Doctor George yeah. Sahorian, and I'm your ring announcer, Joe McHugh. Is that what you get up for every day? Every once in a while, you throw in Gary Michael Capetta just for the hell of it. Yeah, it's like That's I like what, it, like I said, it's a it's a it's a throwback. Yeah, it's a throwback to all star wrestling. I mean, it, it's crazy. ECW did a fucking show. Like a taping where All Star Wrestling was filmed, you know what I mean? It, it, it might be dumb, but I just think it's kind of cool that that shit happened, and it was still those old school, those old school chairs. And I thought that fucking superplex that Benoit hit on Taz was was great. Like he went to the top rope to do it. Oh, and in this match, I, I actually have a note. I, I don't want to. Sorry, I don't want to cut you off. But I actually have on here, and I guess I thought it at the time because it's on my notes. Benoit gives Taz the best snap suplex I've ever seen in this match. Oh, that fucking, that super quick one? Yes, that's the best snap suplex I've ever seen in my life. Dude, how how much of a chance do you think Taz thought that that was going to be that fast? <laughs> hey, there's no way. There's there, no, he's, no, he's just there, the one for the I, fucking ride. I'm <laughs> telling you, I, 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 would, I will call fucking Pete tomorrow. And say, and how fast did you think that suplex was going to be against Benoit? Because that motherfucker snapped you over like he, like you owed him money. You know what I mean? Yeah. He said, "Bam, dunk." <laughs> <laughs> what was Taz going to do? He, he had one choice: go with it, you know, or, or go with it. Yes, or, get or, or perish. Up. It was go with it or perish. Yeah. Poor- <laughs> Poor Taz. See, Taz is Taz is a friend of mine, and I I like Taz, and I I don't talk to him as much as I as I used to because obviously because of his work obligations. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we used to we used to joke about that shit all the time because he's not a he's not a tough guy. Like he's not a fighter. No matter what his persona leads you to believe, he's not, he he is, he does not fight. He doesn't, mm-hmm. he's not that kind of guy. And I'm just like, dude, you're a fucking fag. You know, you're basically an Archie Mitchell in, in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> you, you, know, you, you know, you talk a great game, but you don't do anything. But anyway, enough about Taz. We gave Taz enough fucking praise tonight. Well, the time limit expires on this great match between Benoit and Taz, and then we end the show with Shane Douglas cutting a promo on Ron Simmons talking about defending the title against him at November to remember, and at least he's not talking about Ric Flair. And um, that being said, guys, overall, what did we think of this episode of ECW this week? It was all right. Yeah, I'd give it another C+. So that, 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 that seems to be like where we're heading, right? Aaron, like we're heading into the C plus range every single week. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it it's becoming ECW, but it's not one hundred percent there yet. So right as of right now, it's becoming EC plus W because that's what it is. 
Yeah. All right. Well, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It's a C plus. I agree with you guys. I think that there was enough there to keep you watching the whole hour. There was nothing. I, I mean, eh, public enemy, public bad public enemy promos or something that I've grown, grown accustomed to at this point. So the uh, the only other thing that I rolled my eyes at, obviously, we wasted six and a half minutes on Jason. But other than that, I I thought overall it was a good show, and um. And there wasn't a whole lot that was bad on it. There was more good than bad, and that's that's always a good thing. Because oh, every every wrestling show, way yes, more good than bad. Every Man. wrestling show and every wrestling promotion has something that's not so good on it. Let's be. Well, honest. it's called Monday Night Raw. What for? I mean, honestly, give me your assessment of what Monday Night Raw is. How? What's the good versus bad? I think the WWE WWE has great in-ring action. They have great athletes, but everything drags on and, and it's so sterile and boring. And I mean I'll never I'll never downplay the athletes. They have they have great wrestlers. And I actually uh, we've talked Aaron and I have talked about it before and he's the same way as me. WWE wise I'm a pay-per-view guy. I don't mind their pay-per-views cuz the pay-per-views are mostly the wrestlers having good matches, but the TV shows, and I'm hoping this changes with Vince out of the picture, but the TV shows are just so monotonous. Why nothing nothing why feels somebody, spontaneous. Why doesn't somebody sit down with somebody and go, hey, watch this. This is Memphis 1984. <laughs> watch an hour of it. Right. Just watch an hour of this. Well, actually, I would say 90, 90 minutes if you get if you can get the ninety minute version of it. I don't I don't know how you guys watch it, but yeah, watch ninety minutes of Memphis. How, how about this? How about ninety minutes of eighty four Memphis, ninety minutes of eighty one Georgia, and ninety minutes of eighty six Mid South. Well, Next, then you got a promotion. Yes, no shit. <laughs> the best of the best. If you got a, if you got a um. Ten million dollars, we can go in business. You want to lose ten million? I'm sorry, guys. what, Aaron? Yeah, I'll tell you how to lose ten sorry, million guys. dollars. My internet cut out, and I apologize for that. But when you guys are, I'm assuming you guys are talking about like old school wrestling compared to like new. Um, and you brought up the territories. WWF wasn't terrible. Like, oh, Oof. I, I I don't think people should sleep on TNT. What? The AWs? I really don't. I don't. I, I don't think people should sleep on TNT. No. Um. Um. Tuesday Night Titans. Oh. Well. I mean, I like that. That that's kind of like um. That's kind of like date night fodder for us when we come home on a Friday or Saturday. I go. I'll put on TNT. Watch Fred Blassie do letters yeah, to and, Lovelorn. Yeah, Junkyard Dog. Not like, knowing. Not knowing like, his alphabets. Like. <laughs> I mean, like you see the stuff. Like, like, like the camp of it, but then they're also showing you, like, oh, Dick Murdoch and Adrian Adonis are stupid, walking around New York getting hot dogs with with mustard on it and shit. But then you see him in the ring and we're badass. You know what I mean? It's like, it's and the Samoans eating fish. Yeah, like, like raw fish and, and yeah, like. Show show kind of the ridiculous side of it, but they're also when they get in the ring, it's fucking real. I, I know it's not real, but you know what I'm saying. Like that's how I look at it. It's like it, you can have the buffoonery, but have some legitimacy. Buffoonery? You said buffoonery? Yeah. Oh, 
I mean, they they have tons of buffoonery. That guy, um, yeah, like, yeah, I, that guy Austin Theory. He's all about buffoonery. What what's going to happen when that guy has to go in there and bump one day? He's going to be his body's going to be worn out before anywhere near his age because he's a buffoon. And and that's your job. Your job is to bump when you're a buffoon. I know that from firsthand experience. Like, that's my job. I'm the buffoon. I don't even know what a buffoon is. I've never even picked up an instrument. (laughs) And and this guy's guy's playing the buffoon. (laughs) Well, that being said, we're going to sign off this week. Thank you, Chad. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you both again for a great show. And we will see everybody next week as we continue reliving the extreme. We hope you have a great week, everybody. And uh, good luck out there, Vince. Reliving the Extreme is a production of Max and Out Media, all rights reserved.